Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Single Mom Survive and Thrive. Just me plus three, and we're living our best life. I am very excited to introduce my very good friend, fellow single mommy, Esme, to my first episode entitled Making the Decision to Leave. Making the decision to leave your um, significant other is no easy task whatsoever. I wanted to make sure I took this episode to really talk about it, especially with somebody who I know has walked through this similar journey to me and is a single mom. And it's not an easy journey and it's not an easy decision to make. I wanted to make sure that the first episode was dedicated to this because whoever's out there, if you're single or you're not, and this is more towards the people that are considering being single and you have children. Maybe you have a spouse or a significant other, you're not happy, you want to leave, um, and you're debating whether it's possible. So this episode is dedicated to discussing that topic with a very good friend of mine. We're both here. We're both in the same boat. I've known her for a long time. How long have we known each other for? Five years? About five years, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say it's about yeah. five years. So I want to introduce my very good friend here. Her name is Esme, and she's going to just give a little intro about who she is. And welcome, Esme, to my podcast. Thank well, you for joining me. Well, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> By the way, cheers. We're cheersing to Single Mom Life with cheers. some champagne in hand. Cheers. Let's take a cheers. sip to that. Yeah. Cheers. Let's do that. <laughs> Mm, mm, delicious. Mm, mm. This is yes. some type of rosé, yeah. right? Rosé champagne, yes. Oof. I love it. I love it. Well, so, so Esme, tell everybody about who you are and why you're here and also your little bit of your backstory and journey about being a single mom. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I want to say congratulations on your first episode. Thank you. Super, super exciting. And uh, thank you for inviting me um, to have this conversation. I know you and I have a lot of personal conversations. So mm-hmm. um, so I appreciate the fact that we're here today, you know, having this conversation and sharing it with all of the uh, single mommies out there. Yep. All of the women out there and mm-hmm. men, you know, regardless yep. of whatever their situation is, um, if this conversation can resonate, then that's wonderful. So obviously you already introduced me by name. My mm-hmm. name is Esme and I'm also a single mommy of three. Three kids. We both mm-hmm. have three kids. Mm-hmm. That is a lot for one person to handle. That's it is sure. a, definitely a lot, um, yes. but it is wonderful. So mm-hmm. um, absolutely love, love, love being a single mommy of three. I'll start off by saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, a little background on me. I became a single mommy about... Five years ago, actually, when we met, I think I think that I was, was the beginning of the end. For the you. beginning of mm-hmm. the end, yeah. yeah. I think at that point, I was already considering divorce, and mm-hmm. you and I had a lot of conversations about it. And um, I was very hesitant at the time, but 
I'll give you a little bit of background uh, before we get into that. So um, I met my ex-husband when I was 19. Um, I was in college. Um, he was my boss. He is a couple of years older than me. Um, he's a wonderful person. I'll start off by saying that. He's an amazing man. When I met him, you know, I was working full time. I was in college full time. You know, he just kind of swept me off my feet. You know, he mm -hmm. was the type of man that was like, what do you need? You know? Um, how can I help you? I'm here for you. Um, Basically, every 19-year-old's dream. Every right? 19, yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> Who every wouldn't 19, want that at, yeah. at 19? Not yeah. to say that you weren't mature enough to, to make your choices, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. a dream come true. Absolutely. Sure. Another thing to keep in mind mm. is that I had been working since the age of 13, and this mm. is actually a story that I've shared with you. Yeah. Um, I had been working working uh, since the age of 13. You know, I grew up with a single mom, so I was basically, you know, contributing to the household at a very young age. And so when Can I... Can I just stop you yeah. right there? Because it's interesting that you say that, um, since obviously this is by single moms, for single moms, this whole podcast. So you were raised as a single mom. I want to talk about that a bit more later because I wasn't. But that's interesting that you say that, that your experience being raised by a single mom mm -hmm. matured you so quick. It did. Sense. It absolutely so, did. And it we will also, talk about more about that later in this podcast. Yeah, and we sure. can elaborate more on it. But mm -hmm. I think one of the things that it um, really taught me was independence. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, when you're making the decision to leave, being independent is, mm -hmm. is one of the things that... Um, you'll have to, you know, think about yeah, uh, right. things that you'll have to consider. So anyway, we'll get more into that later. But yeah. yeah, so when I met my husband, you know, he was he was accomplished, he was established, um, he was successful, and he offered something that my entire life I was lacking, which was security. You know, I felt safe with him, I felt comfortable with him, and he loved me very, very much, you know, and he expressed it. And so when I met him, it felt like a safe haven. Is that the appropriate word to use? Yeah. Like a, a safe haven and um like and a good option if you're looking for a family and a future yeah, absolutely good yeah a good option and he supported me with everything that I was doing at the time like I said I was a college student so I you know was swept away by it all and um we ended up um dating for about a year and then we became engaged um got married and had our first child at the age of 21 when I was 21 oh wow had okay. her second when I was 23, um, you know, and then he was a wonderful man throughout our entire marriage. And then a couple of years into the marriage, you know, I realized that something was off. Something wasn't mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I love this man dearly. And, and here's where I'm going to explain why I chose to move forward with my divorce. I loved this man dearly, but something was lacking. And mm -hmm. I couldn't quite pinpoint exactly what it was initially. And, you know, at the age of maybe 26 or 27, you know, at that age, I feel like you're, you're a little more mature. You know, you've, mm -hmm. you've gone through enough life experience to understand things from a different perspective. So at that point, I realized the type of love that I have for this man is not a romantic type of love. And I'm sure that's mm -hmm. a whole nother episode <laughs> of its own. <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah. It wasn't a romantic type of love. You know, it was, you know, the type of love that you would have for someone that, like, father of your type of love. That is another um, episode in its own, yes. what you just said. Yes. 
Yes. I mean, I'm no doctor, but, you know, that just sounds classic daddy issues. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's true. We go for, we'll we'll adjust that one down the line. It goes back to what you were saying, growing mm -hmm. up with a single mama. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes full circle. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So So, I walked away from marriage. So what year did you guys get together and what year did you separate? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think we got together in 2006. And we had our first child, 2008. And then we separated 2016, 2015. I might be a little off. We were together for 10 years, married for eight. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. So the the similarity that you and I both have is we both, I was also in a relationship with my ex for 10 years. We were only married for six, but we were together for four years prior to that. So you were married for, or you were together for 10 and you walked away at that point with two children, how old were they? Um, I had a six-year-old and a seven-year-old at the okay. time. Yeah. And the interesting was when I left, my two girls were six and eight. Mm-hmm. My son, of course, was younger. He wasn't quite two, but a lot of similarities. I know we, we definitely connected a lot and at least related to each other in that sense. Absolutely. Because that those ages are... it's. There's no great age to tell your children you're separating from their, you know, pe- other parent, but but those ages were, yeah, unique and difficult. Absolutely. Very, very hard for them. So, okay, so you talked about your, your story and how, um, so I appreciate that and, and sort of your reason why now you're here. How long have you been a single mom for? Well, that's where it gets exciting. Stage two. <laughs> Stage two of your life. <laughs> So now, where did that third kiss come from, Esme? Oh, man. And how long have you been single? So fill us in until that point to now. Just fill us in and and, and sort of a little bit of your stage two journey, if you will. Yeah. So I would definitely call it a stage two journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to describe that. Yeah. So when, when I divorced, you know, there was obviously towards the end, lack of intimacy in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Again, common, right? Can we make that Usually another the case? Yeah. yeah. Can we make that another episode? episode? Yeah. <laughs> there is episodes for days of these topics. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some lack of intimacy. So when I left my marriage, obviously, um, immediately right after I walked away from my marriage, I started dating. I met a few people, you know, mm-hmm. and I had some fun. Like I was married when I was 19, you know. And in late 20s, here I am, divorced, not having experienced much in life in terms of partners and relationships. So I would say that I was really craving, you know, that lack of intimacy that I had in my marriage. So I went out and I dated and I had fun. And long story short, I met someone that I ended up falling in love with. Um, You know, that's where stage two began for me. This was about a year after my marriage. You know, we ended up dating and getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we moved forward with the pregnancy and we had the most beautiful, you know, baby ever. A couple of years into that relationship, no, a couple of months into that relationship, mm-hmm. not years, months into that relationship. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty early on. Yeah, it was it. pretty It was intense. It was intense. Recall, yeah, it was intense. We dated for a couple but, months. We got pregnant right away. We moved mm-hmm. in together right away. Yeah. Um, and at, at that point, I knew better. And from the very beginning, I had expressed this to you. I knew mm-hmm. at that point that it could not work out, you know. It yeah. was his first child, and he was moving into a household where we already had two. Um, you know, I also live with, or my 
my mom lives with me. Let me just interrupt yeah. real quick to everybody that's listening. At that point, you had already moved into a new house with your mom living with you. Yep. And your two kids from your previous marriage. Yeah. They would go every other week with their dad, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. correct. He moved in with you towards the end of the pregnancy or? Towards the end. Right. Yeah. So I okay. actually went through the pregnancy on my own, mm-hmm. you know, because he had his own space and, you know, mm-hmm. he was working in school, busy doing his thing still at the time. Uh, so I went through the pregnancy on my own. And then towards the end of the pregnancy, you know, he moved in with me. You know, we, we had some issues and ultimately a couple months into our relationship, maybe a year into the relationship, we decided to end things. So once again, single mommy. Baby number three. <laughs> Baby number three. <laughs> yes. Once again, single mommy and... Gift number three. Gift number three. I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. this was... This this one, both of them were extremely difficult. You know, the first one was a 10-year relationship, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted out. At mm-hmm. that point, the right. second one I didn't want out. I yeah. was extremely in love. It was in its infancy stage, in its infancy. Te- technically, right? Yeah, and I had a one-year-old, so so that one was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, they both were. <laughs> no um, separation when kids are involved is easy. In fact, that's not even going to work. No separation with kids involved is not tough. Everything is really tough, extremely tough when there's kids involved. Separations are bad without kids. And those of you out there that's separated from anybody knows what I'm talking about. If you try to do it with a kid. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is just so difficult. Just the choice because you know that these children's lives are impacted forever on this decision to separate. It's it's tough. It is very difficult on very the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, that's probably when you are deciding, mm-hmm. you know, or making this decision to leave, that's yep. probably the number one factor, your children. Exactly. Yeah. I have a question for you that I want to get your perspective on this for everyone that's listening. If you could tell Esme five years ago any advice, one thing, one thing that you wish somebody could have told you five years ago when you were thinking about leaving your first husband your original first (laughs) choice to leave actually you know what let's do this a two-part question your first relationship the one that you decided to leave and and that was your first most impactful one with your two Mm -hmm. kiddos if you could sit in front of Esme then and say one thing one piece of advice that you could have really needed to hear what would you say and then let's also the second part to that question is what would you have told Esme a year later when Mm -hmm. um Although that was a really different situation. But there's one piece of advice you could tell you or anyone that's thinking about leaving. What would you say? Mm. So two answers to that. First off, I would start off by saying that leaving, divorce is just as difficult as you think that it's going to be. I agree. It is difficult. It is not easy. 
Nope. I remember speaking to you and just other Mm -hmm. women and men who had gone through divorce. I remember hearing that. It's going to be really difficult. Mm -hmm. The grass isn't always greener on the other side, Mm -hmm. right? You've heard that. So first thing that I would say is that if you can stay in your marriage, Mm -hmm. that if you can make it work, make it work, Mm -hmm. especially when there's children involved. If there's no abuse, you Mm -hmm. know, that's physical, mental, sexual, whatever it might be. There wasn't any cheating, Mm -hmm. you know, um, some people still choose to make it work after cheating and that's fine, you know? Um, but you know, if there wasn't any of that, the advice that I would give is try to make it work, you know? And if both people still want to be together, you know, you're still both invested into the relationship. I would say try to make it work. But to that point, you just made mm-hmm. if both people are invested obviously if you're deciding to want to leave somebody somewhere something broke someone's not invested but your point mm-hmm. is even when it's broken try to do every single thing you can do and exhaust every single avenue before you choose to leave because you have children that are going to be impacted immensely is that what i'm hearing from absolutely you? that's exactly what i'm saying This is advice that I know your question was, Mm -hmm. you know, if somebody, what was your question? If somebody would have given you advice? Yeah. Somebody said to you at that time, I mean, I know I said things to you, but Mm -hmm. if you could really sit and rehear the advice, there's something that's the one big piece of advice that you either didn't hear or you'd want to hear again, or just the thing that was the most important, what would you say or hear? I think want to hear again. That's probably Mm -hmm. the way that I would describe that because I know you said that to me. Mm -hmm. You said, if you can make it work, try to make it work because the grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah, it's going to be extremely difficult for you and your children. Um, so that's the first thing that I would say. The second thing that I would say is separating from someone is your decision to make and mm-hmm. yours only. So that is mm-hmm. the advice that I would give, the feedback, the advice that I would give, the feedback that I would give True. Uh, to anyone who is contemplating, you know, a divorce or separating. Only you know, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on in your home, in your heart, in your mind, and in your relationship. Nobody else can tell you to stay or go. And And, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember when I talked to my family about maybe wanting to divorce, you know, because I come from a very traditional family. I am Mm -hmm. Latina. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing to to mention. I am, you know, Hispanic. And And traditions are a big thing in your culture, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm first generation Mm Mexican-American. So, Mm -hmm. you know, divorce in my family doesn't exist, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, My cousins, you know, family, aunts uncles and anybody that you can think of you know Mm -hmm. in my family that I have a relationship with they're still married um so everyone was encouraging me not to do it Mm -hmm. they said you know you shouldn't do it um Mm -hmm. you know don't do it he's a good man he's a good person he treats you well you've got children Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day they didn't know what was happening with my mind, my heart, even my body. Behind closed doors, yeah. basically. Right, right, behind closed mm-hmm. doors. So it is your decision to make. Um, right. You know, I obviously do encourage anyone that's in that situation to, you know, reach out to a friend or a family member, you know. Counselor. A counselor. Church. Ret- yeah. If I recall, you guys worked on it with doing some retreats. And mm-hmm. trying to go on some vacations, some counseling and things. We did. Yeah. We did yeah. some counseling. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I agreed to, to go on a retreat. I'm not a very religious person, but mm-hmm. uh, he is. He, you know, he's Catholic. And so I agreed to go on a retreat. So at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you know, against everyone's advice, <laughs> you know, I did what was in my heart. And mm-hmm. to this day, you know, I, I feel like that was the right decision for me and for him because yeah. he is a good man and he does deserve someone that's going to love him, you know, respect him and basically give him 
all that he deserves. Right. This is obviously a podcast for single moms by single moms. It's just, it's not in any way to stereotype a single mom or make it seem that it's always the women that have to leave the men because the men are jerks or what have you. You know, I'm going to throw this out. There's a lot of typicals out there in terms of men cheating on their wives, you know, or something like that. And it might not have to have any cheating. But, you know, I know with you, you, you felt like more you wanted to leave the relationship because he didn't deserve you. It's, and it's again, it's your ch- it You knew that you weren't giving him what he deserved, which is a big decision for you to still have to sit on. And, and you made that choice that it's even better for your children's sake that they don't raise up in a relationship like that to have that. I'm just reflecting because it's true. A lot of us take into account the reasons when we leave. And the biggest one is I don't want my kids to watch this example growing up, whether it's we fight all the time and we they see violence or they see a loveless marriage or what have you. I agree that fast forward six years later, it's like my story is very different to yours. There was a lot of um, tragic abuse, uh, not physical abuse, but, but um, a addiction related abuse so that it was just very ugly for us and it was a a very standardized like well there was no other option for me but to exit the relationship for the safety of all of our sakes however we've never had a better relationship now my ex and I were great friends great co-parents and I know that's the same for you and your ex too and so it's fast forward five years for you six for me the outcome has been that we've both got what we wanted which is our children get to see us in a loving relationship we don't live under the same roof but we give them what we felt feel the kids deserve which is not either a a loveless marriage or for me a tragic abusive one so it's interesting that you know you you're right from the outsider's point of view people looking in it's all perfect as may everything he's a good man he's providing he's a good you know why would you want to do that but only you knew the insider reason as to why you couldn't give him that life nor your children and same with me and now you're seeing sort of the fruits from your decision i guess yeah but not to say it's still not ever going to be a tragic outcome for the kids. That's why we're here talking about this today. We will both agree on the fact that if you can work this out for your children's sake, stay with your partner, let them live in a home with two parents. But there are reasons that some of us decide that it's just not fair on the kids to stay. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And Mm -hmm. I think ultimately, you know, when you do decide to leave or you choose to leave, you make that decision. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that second layer, the second layer to that is how do we make this as easy as possible on the kids? It's so true. And that's always the the question to ask yourself above all when you're choosing to leave is how am I going to make this as easy as I can on them? Because you know, it's going to be hard. Every person I spoke to before I left and I first started talking to people about it six years before I left. (laughs) And a single mom told me, don't think the grass is green. And she used those words to me. She said, don't think you could do it. That's why I stayed another six years, actually. And I married him after that. Because I was contemplating it when they were really young. This person was one of those moms that kind of talked me out of it. And I worked at it for years and years after that, for the kids' sake. You know, that we did all we could kind of thing. But ultimately, it was still the decision I had to make. Yeah, so I have another question now to lead into the next is, what was your biggest fear of leaving? I guess a lot of it was just answered right now and what we talked about, but if you really want to think about that question, Mm. what was your biggest fear? I think my biggest fear was being alone again. That might be a, a fear specific to me because, like I said, I grew up with a single mom mm. and I started working at the age of 13. My entire life has been work, school, work, school, work, school, you know, and then mm-hmm. at a very young age, provide for my children, provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, even when I married, I think I took a year off and then I started to work right before we had our second mm. child. So my biggest fear was I have to be independent self-sufficient I have to survive and thrive on my own you know (laughs) I feel like when we when we talk about surviving and thriving we talked about this earlier right that stage one is survival stage two is thriving (laughs) if I could rhyme let's say thrival (laughs) survival and thrival (laughs) you go to thrival yeah we're in the thrival stage but it's so true, right? At the beginning, you can't really thrive. You're in survival mode. And then it continues. We're all about survival. We're human beings, right? We're surviving every day in this crazy world we live in. But as a single mom, it was never really that design. So we survive. Then we learn how to thrive and, and like love our life as a single parent. So And 10 years is a long time. It you is. Know? 10 years it is. is a long time. We, we genuinely did become one with each other right you know we had the same yeah Mm -hmm. we had the same hobbies obviously we shared you know the same home the expenses and you know we lived life together for 10 years Mm -hmm. you know together with our children and to have to on that note can I just interrupt somebody once told me um I was in a divorce care group which we will bring up support groups later in this podcast but highly recommend them for some of some of you guys somebody told me that especially if you're looking at it from a Christian standpoint a religious standpoint what have you um, it does say in the Bible and it's just a known fact that when you become with a spouse or a significant other married or what have you two become one you literally become one you have sex all the time like you become one soul two souls become one and before you become one you're two single individuals right and when you divorce or separate you don't go back to being two individuals you're torn apart so you're never fully a whole person again or at least if you want to become a whole person again after that it takes a very long time but that is the difference between the before and the after when you've been single come together and then when you separate you're torn into two half people and on that note I just wanted to say that that's a very significant thing somebody told me and that's why it is so painful to do it alone after you've become one with another person a hundred percent yeah it's mm-hmm. difficult for you as an mm-hmm. individual and then it's also difficult for that foundation that you've established for your children you're you are breaking apart that foundation yeah um and I think union. Mm-hmm. that union so obviously mm-hmm. you do have to be aware of that 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 does mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. and then you know once once you've decided to move on from that relationship your job is to work on rebuilding that foundation again yeah. for yourself or for your children you know and that's at the time where my mind was at okay so i I've, I've decided to ask this person for the divorce mm-hmm. now what it helped with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes 
that I at the time was speaking to a therapist and what she said to me was now you need to work on building your own foundation mm. yeah because the kids only know one world you know which is the foundation of family of two parents and them so you're right it's a whole new normal right to those of you out there thinking about leaving I'm gonna ask you Esme what was your biggest regret <sighs> that's such a big question and it's such a good question and it's actually really difficult to answer to pin down one it's right really difficult to <laughs> pin down one it really is i would say that when you're leaving a marriage you're probably going to be left with a ton of regrets <laughs> you know that's true yeah you're you're gonna reflect on your relationship or you know. honestly if i was to reword it from a regret is like if there's one thing you could tell somebody that you would have done differently at that stage what would it be one thing that I think I would have done differently though, and I have expressed this to you before as well, is, and I said it earlier in the podcast, that because of the lack of intimacy, I started dating right away. Mm. You know, right after my divorce, I started dating. That was extremely painful for my ex-husband. Um, he was aware, he knew that that I had moved, moved on, moved forward, and that I was dating, and it was extremely painful for him. So I would say that maybe I would have been a little more considerate, because um, I did love him and respect him and he is the father of my children and I think we cannot forget that you know when mm -hmm. we're going through divorce you cannot forget that it is painful for you and it's also painful for the the partner you yeah know, the other the, the other, other parent the other right. parent when there's children right. involved um especially if like, your situation was different to mine he was continuously helping you in the co-parenting right after the split so you did have to consider his feelings my situation was very different he was out the picture right away mm -hmm. so I didn't have to consider that whatsoever and I only had to consider my kids feelings for you having to consider him knowing about it because he's very involved in their lives and your life still raising the kids yeah, yeah true and this is for both men and women oh you yeah. know if there's you know a couple listening to this that's going through divorce or mm -hmm. you know someone who a man or a woman that's going through it now I think what I would have done differently is I would have considered my partner my ex-partner a little more mm. um, you have to respect each other and continue to understand that you you still share you know a life mm -hmm. together through your children so in that on that subject it to do that differently how would you have done that would you have done it knowing that you had that big urge to date or what have you would you have just kept it more secretive or would you say I just wouldn't have dated at all because I feel like there's such a big urge when we first start getting <laughs> single like I'm sorry but to, <laughs> it's so no matter what your intimacy situation mm. was before you and I think it's pretty typical that you have this extreme freedom sense of like I'm free I can finally date and I'm not married <laughs> so we all do that we all go out and date whether it's just a date here and there or we end up boinking someone really quickly <laughs> we shouldn't the end of the day that stuff is so typical textbook sort of behavior good or bad it still happens knowing that that's such a draw for everybody and that even though you'll tell everyone to be blue in the face don't date don't sleep with anyone don't do any of that right away people probably still will want to and still will knowing that would you have done it differently and maybe kept it more secretive I want to say secretive but omitted more information or how would you have done that differently if you were still dead set on dating somebody to keep that away from your ex that you were trying to preserve his feelings yeah so first of all I wasn't boiking boinking <laughs> a ton of people well, no 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 I mean you would date it but yeah. there's people out there that might like me, that went straight into boinking. Okay. I didn't really I date. It. I just did a boink here and there. So. Not good. Not proud of it. But 
I'm just saying, whatever it might be that you choose to do with another individual, <laughs> with your newfound freedom, right? how would you have preserved his feelings from that? I think keeping it more secretive. Mm. And, and I think I'm using that as an example, but I think the bigger point is be respectful, right. you know, uh, whatever yeah. the situation is, whether mm. you're dating someone else, whatever it might be that you're going through in that moment with mm. your ex-spouse, be respectful of that spouse, mm. you know? Yeah. And I think because I started dating right away and he did find out about it, um, question. Yeah. How did he find out about it? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I that's think a whole is, Yeah. I think this is relative to our whole podcast here. No, absolutely. Uh, he, he was going through my phone records oh, and my text messages okay. and okay. that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. But so he, it wasn't from your kids that he found out? Not at all. Oh, okay. No, no, I, no, no. I no. didn't remember, but I thought maybe that had been that's, how. And that's, if you guys are listening, a very common, I mean, if you've got babies, I highly doubt they're going to be telling on you, but yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's the kids that rat you out. But my first relationship Yes, the okay. kids did rat me out. <laughs> my first serious yeah. relationship, you know, yeah. and the first time that I introduced a man mm. to my children, um, yes, it was through the kids that he okay. had found out. So even 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 that, maybe that's a mm. conversation that I should have had with him first. Like, I hey, yeah. I have a friend that I'm going to introduce. You know, Very and much. and that's a great okay. point because mm-hmm. it goes back to whatever your situation is. Just be respectful of that partner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is one advice that I would give. That person's still going to be in your life forever if you ch- mm-hmm. share children. And if you don't share children, it's a little different, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. you both go your separate ways for the most part. And you well, move on. It's interesting that that will also be talked a lot about later in it. one of the episodes that we have on healthy dating while being single. And really, we will be discussing more of that. Um, how did what we've learned, right, from single parents' standpoint how to do that the right way, what, what to tell your kids and what not to tell your kids, what mm. to involve with them. But you're right. I think just when you're deciding to leave, I think it's so quick and easy for you to get excited in the fact that you might be free and those early stages of like, okay, I just left my man or woman, whatever. You jump straight on the dating site. So you go out for a drink and you meet someone. I mean, it's so quick to be destructive in ways that you don't think you're being destructive. So I hear you. Your, advi- your advice is to consider all of that stuff ahead of time when you're making that choice to leave, to be really careful and not. Because I think a lot of us leave in anger, right? A lot of people leave the relationships in an angry place and feel very much justified doing things that will hurt their ex too. I'm not saying you were that, but a lot of people do. But for the children's sake, I hear you. Just consider everything before you think about yourself and what pleases you because it will impact the kids one way or another. Absolutely. So, and the, I hear that. the dynamic and the relationship between your, you and your spouse or your ex-spouse is extremely mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the children, they're after a certain age or at a certain age, they're, they they witness it all and they, mm-hmm. they know. They know yeah. what's happening. And right. It can impact them, you know, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so you want to try to keep that relationship as positive as you possibly can. One of the things that, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you, and it's sort of the one thing that makes me feel sick when I think back to that time when I when I left my ex, was the time I had to have the conversation with the kids mm. about leaving their dad. Um, and I just want to share this. It's going to be tough and difficult and raw, but kind of want to let everyone know that's listening, like this was possible one of the worst days of my life I had to go through of telling my kids that we're moving out with from their dad. How did your kids react? That is also probably one of the most difficult days, moments, conversations mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, telling my children mm-hmm. we're moving out. 
we're selling the house, mm. you know, and this is the house that they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their home. This is their neighborhood. When I had that conversation with them, I started the conversation. And again, I was very lucky. I had been mm-hmm. talking to a therapist for a while before having this conversation. I started off the conversation by saying, you know that we're always going to be a family. That's never going to change. We're always going to be a family. Whether or not daddy and I are together, let me start off by saying that we're always going to love you. We're always Mm going to love each other. And we're always going to be a family. So I think before I went into explaining the divorce, Mm -hmm. I made sure that they understood that us loving each other, us being a family was never going to change. And for me, I think that conversation, it was very difficult and the kids Mm -hmm. were sad. But for me, it might have even been a little bit easier than it is for a lot of parents that are going through divorce. Did you? have the conversation with him both yes. of you guys okay and that's, that's why that's, it, yeah mm-hmm. okay. we both agreed on it we that's both agreed that that to is together exactly yeah. even though he way. didn't want to leave the relationship but you agreed on well we didn't agree on having the conversation together we still had oh. two separate conversations but oh, we agreed on okay. what we would say to them oh gotcha right okay. so for me i guess in that regard it was a little bit easier because mm-hmm. i know there's a lot of parents out there that don't agree on mm-hmm. how to handle the situation right, right? or what right. to say mm-hmm. and then in terms of the house I remember therapist saying to me that's all material stuff you know mm, those memories right. those memories are in your heart mm-hmm. they're in your mind the home the furniture that's mm-hmm. all material stuff it's okay that it goes you're mm-hmm. going to keep those memories so that really helped and then we, when we when we moved into the new home you mm-hmm. know, we were very intentional with making sure that they had their own space, you know, whatever that might be, a room. New paint on the uh, wall. New paint or, on the wall. Mm-hmm. Or they chose the couch or right. whatever it might be, yep. you know, that they mm-hmm. had to say in, you know, something related to the new space, mm-hmm. whatever that space might be. Um, and they shared a room at the time, too. So they weren't even getting, right. you know, individual rooms. So I feel like maybe for you, that conversation was a little tougher. It, it really was. And I, I think that um, it's going to be tough on anybody because you have to look your kids in the eyes and tell them something that you know is going to completely crush their world. They're not going to understand. Mom and dad don't love each other the same way. And it's normal and it's happy. It's going to be happy in the long run. Like, they're never going to understand any of that. All they know is that they were born into a world with two parents. And mind you, I'm, I mustn't discount the fact that there are some scenarios out there that are very different that, I mean, I can't say that. I've heard some kids say they were really happy when they heard their mom told them they were leaving their dad. Maybe their dad beat them or what have you. Don't get me wrong. It's still not the same for every conversation. However, the majority of children, their world will be smashed when you tell them that, that they're that you guys are separating right so in that case just as a mom from my point of view perspective that my whole life has been dedicated to making them happy and feel safe and and content to look them in the eyes and say i'm going to smash your world into two pieces Mm. was very very difficult even though i knew not to to bash my ex or anything but at the time it was like he had abandoned the relationship he had chosen a different life over so it was all very right very needed very in their best interests and mine. However, they're not going to see that. They're not going to understand that. They're just going to see as six and eight year olds, my son was too young to care to know it, their life was being torn apart and I had to knowingly tell them that message so it's just mm. it's like sitting a kid down saying your dad just died for me it was more that way because the relationship that they knew with their dad was dying was was dead mm. it was, so it was delivering the same message to me it was as painful as that first time I delivered the message I did it very wrong and did it in an angry place after a fight with their dad and I was done 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 and I went into the room and told the girls we were leaving dad and I was I did it 
terribly wrong the first time. It started with the fight him and I had gotten into because my daughter had said something and blew us up into a huge fight. And so she held blame for it for a long time. When I told them we were finally leaving, she for a long time said, it's my fault. It's my fault. She thought it was because of that argument that we had. And she had no clue that it was nothing to do with um, her at all. That it was all about these two years of a long fight with, with drugs and addiction and lying and deceiving and all that. She had no clue. I kept all that from them. So they had no idea. So my point is, for my situation was different to yours. I, I did it really badly. But the last time I did it, I, I obviously had to keep reminding them that it wasn't her fault, it wasn't their fault. And, um, and that's, I think, key is that no matter what your situation is, when you're letting them know, that they know it's not their fault and that you love them and that daddy or mommy or whatever loves them too and that it's nothing to do with them because kids will innately kind of take blame, I think, a lot of the time. wonder what they did in it. Absolutely. And I actually remember that you did shield your children from a lot of what the reality was, mm -hmm. right? A lot of what had happened between you two. And mm -hmm. I hope yeah. I can say this, but there was addiction involved. Mm -hmm. There was infidelity yeah. involved. So yep. you were in a lot of pain and right. you were rightfully angry. And I think what I give you a lot of credit for is you didn't share mm -hmm. a lot of those details with your children. And it is because of that that now, at this point, your children have such a wonderful relationship with their dad. You didn't taint mm -hmm. their image of their True. father, you yeah. know? And I think that's super important, too, mm -hmm. you know? The fact yeah. that you were able to, you know, once you got through that moment, mm -hmm. you know, you were able to, to move forward in a different way different way in a more healthy way for your kiddos no yeah I agree I think there's there's two ways to look at to look at it when it term, in terms of what we talked about earlier with omitting how much do we tell our children you know when it comes to our dramas of our relationships because we want to be honest and transparent with our children so they trust us but we also need to know as parents there's only so much a child should know or can handle it's definitely a real balance and a challenge. I've seen so many parents just, I what I consider is the wrong way, of just letting the kids see it all, everything, the fights, the dramas, the ups and downs, the new boyfriends and everything. And I've just seen these children look like they're completely lost in a shit show that's like, I know one person that comes to mind, she was raised by a single mom that was like that and now she doesn't have a relationship with her because she exposed her to so much shit in her life. Actually, my mom's one of those people too. Too much transparency will fuck up your kids basically it really will <laughs> i mean really it really will however we have to find out the balance because they need to know they can trust us and that they see we're humans and mm. one lady told me once like don't let them think this is this pipe dream going on like dad just went to the grocery store and he'll be back soon you know he they need to know that he's an addict and the reason he's not home is because he's sick with addiction they need to know some truths too like the disgusting details they do not need to hear that taints, like you said, taints them. In Asia, they wouldn't even understand, but definitely slandering them so that they just, so you purposefully are making them hate their dad or something is just also horrific. So no, I really tried hard to to do that, to maintain the, through their eyes what their dad is, which is a good man and a good dad and he loves them very much. And addiction makes you do things that are against who you are. It makes you do horrible things. And we were victims of that, yes. However, once he's sober, we know he'll be back to who he is and we'll be here when he's sober and we'll walk alongside him in sobriety and so on. So, yeah, and that was me. That's a whole nother, another, again, a podcast on we could talk about addiction. But for me, that was essential for me to understand that disease so I didn't feel like the ultimate victim. 
and that um, although I was very much a victim at that time, I couldn't play the victim because I would poison my children against him and the whole rest of the world. There's a lot of addicts around us, you know? Yeah. So That's beautiful. Yeah, it's difficult, though. There's just no easy way to deliver that message to your children. And whether you're leaving a really great guy or you're leaving an addict Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's at that time not a great guy, your children still, a lot of the time, are just going to be heartbroken. And it's so hard to look your kids in the eyes and break their hearts like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. Now, to kind of bring it back the Mm -hmm. circle a little bit is, you know, you two extremes of divorce Mm -hmm. you just said it right i left a a relationship with a wonderful man Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong he wasn't perfect but for you it was the complete opposite where you were leaving an extremely unhealthy relationship i would say that you know both situations are just as difficult and just as Mm -hmm. painful yeah and um so whatever your situation is you know yeah um it's definitely difficult, but... I think from the outside, just mm-hmm. to interrupt, sorry, I know you said before, all you people outside were saying, stay with him, he's a good man. For me, it was really easy for the outsiders to say, leave him, he's a terrible dude, he's on drugs, X, Y, Z, you know, he's cheating, blah, blah, blah. It was really easy for everybody outside, and it, was, it had the easier exit reasoning. Mm-hmm. But it didn't mean that you and I weren't both feeling the same extreme you know, anxiety of, is this a, the right thing to do for me and my life and my children? Yeah. It, it just doesn't. Like you said, it's only for you to know. And only I know my children and their relationship with their dad. And I only know my husband's struggles and his effort levels. And, and it's the same with you and your life. And there might be such an easy, clean-cut, ABC, black-and-white scenario, but just none of it's easy. None of it is. It's not an easy decision to make. Agreed. Not an easy decision to make, for sure. Yeah. So, that leads me to say that this particular podcast, being that it's all about making the decision to leave, I hope that you guys heard that Esme and I talking about our stories and some of the things that we looked at, you know, and and reflecting on when we left and how we handled it. I hope that you guys really take into some of this stuff into account because it is not an easy decision. It's a big one. And um, we both stand on the same side of if you can make it work for your children, make it work, right? Try. Do everything in your power. Go to counseling. Go to... um, (laughs) We did counseling too for a year, for a long time before, like, Six years before I left, we had a lot of stuff, and we went counseling every week for a year. And that was the one reason I did stay with him for so long, is we were both working really hard on the relationship. And I think, like you said, if two people are fully invested in trying to overcome certain things and work on it, it's it's going to be manageable and doable. People have done it and overcome hurts and things. And counselors are a great resource. I have one now. I always will. I mean, not just for trouble, trouble couples. It's for everything and everyone. But do consider not leaving your 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 other person, or you know, just consider a lot if you choose to leave and do this single life on your own with kids because it's not easy. It's great as well in many ways. It's rewarding. It's beautiful, and I love my life today. And um, obviously, this was God's plan for my life, and that's why I'm here right now. But I would still, if I could rewind the clock, I don't know what I would do differently. Overall, I would just not have painted a picture where I ended up single, raising three kids. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't want that for any child to have a single mom life. So. Mm-hmm. But it is beautiful, and you can survive it and thrive in this life. And that's why we're here. Because I love my life today, and I love my single mom friends. But, yeah. What what do you have to say about that in closing? I would agree. Mm -hmm. I feel like the ultimate goal 
is that, you know, when you decide to leave your marriage, that you do focus on being happy and surviving and thriving, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll say what I said earlier, that at the end of the day is your decision to make, uh, nobody else's. So you do whatever's in your mind and in your heart. Um, and that's, that's what I would say about that. Hey, sometimes it's all about figuring out how to be single in your relationship, not being, you know, having sex outside the relationship, what have you, but <laughs> learning how to have fun and survive and thrive as a single mom and still stay with that person. You know, the kids, pa the parent. I mean, sometimes that's the uh, solutions. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Esme, I'm so glad you came. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you. It was an honor. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you inviting me to of your course. first. Your first. My very first episode. <laughs> and you'll be on others, too. This is not the one and only that you'll be here. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And uh, we will speak to you in the next one. I hope you'll all join me for the next episode, which is going to be titled Surviving the Firsts, in which we're going to talk about different first experiences post-separation uh, as a single mom. So pretty difficult times, challenging, memorable, forgettable, <laughs> but one way or another, it's definitely a unique first year after you've um, transitioned into the life of a single mom. So hopefully you'll join me for that episode. I'm excited. I wanted to do a brief summary from today's episode and just to kind of summarize what it was that we talked about and some of the things that I'm looking forward to talking about again in more detail in the future. One of the things that came up in today's episode was being raised by a single mom or a single parent. I'm sure a lot of you out there feel like you're at where you're at today because of the foundation you were given as a child. Some people I've, I've spoken to have said, you know, I was raised by a single mom, so it's just easier for me to be a single mom or that's just what they know and that's what's comfortable to them. So I think that's an interesting topic. Stay with me on this journey as I definitely create an episode around being raised by single parents and some of the foundations that were given. Something that came up was um, daddy issues, right? We jokingly call it daddy issues, but it's definitely a known fact that that plays a part in the person that we pick to have children with. And I just think it would be good to bring that up in another episode and deep dive into that topic a little bit more and how that impacts our life today, raising children by ourselves, and how it relates to us picking a new partner the next time around. Another topic that came up was how honest should we be with our children? What information should we withhold from them that will protect them? And what information should we share with them so that we can be as transparent and open and honest as possible with them? I think that's going to be definitely a good topic to bring up and discuss a little bit more in detail in upcoming episodes as well. A lack of intimacy came up um, in our past relationships. And so I know that that is something that happens when our relationships come to an end and it leads to early dating. Something that I really want to make sure that you know we're going to be talking about is, is dating. Dating as a single parent, dating as a single mom. So stay tuned for that one. That's going to come up in future episodes for sure. And then one of the other things that really was discussed on today's episode was living with regrets. What kind of regrets do we have and how do we learn from them? I don't like to use the word regret very often, but you know, something that you just wish you maybe could have done a little differently. And we all have regrets. We all have things we wish we'd done differently. But it's essential that we take them and we use them and we learn from them. So I think that God gives us those experiences for that reason. So I really want to talk about that is how do we create a new life for ourselves while um, not letting the past define us too much. So that's something that I think we'll definitely bring up in future episodes. Thank you all again for listening to today's episode. 
And feel free if you want to drop me a message, if you want to tell me anything, give me any thoughts, any ideas for future episodes, please do so. You can find me on my Facebook page, which you can just put in the search at Single Mom Survive and Thrive. That's at Single Mom Survive and Thrive. You'll find my page. You can message me there and drop me a note. So feedback is welcome, everybody. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great weekend, whatever it is that you're doing. And I look forward to you guys joining me on the next episode. Thank you, everybody. Bye.